My name is Jill Phillips and I'm the creator of Who's Shoes, a popular approach to co-production. I was named as an HSJ100 wildcard and want to help give a voice to others talking about their ideas and experiences. I'll be chatting with people from all sorts of different perspectives, walking in their shoes. If you are interested in the future of healthcare and like to hear what other people think, or perhaps even contribute at some point, Whose Shoes Wildcard is for you. A Happy New Year to you, and thank you for tuning into the podcast. I'm hoping some of you will have had the chance to tune in and listen to the podcast I recorded at the end of the year with my big pal, Fabob's Flow, Florence Wilcock. Fabobs, for those who don't know, means fabulous obstetrician, and Florence is the founding member of that club. Just wait until you hear her NHS TED Talk, which I think they're going to release shortly. Flo and I had some Christmas fun together, chatting and using a selection of festive sounds to enhance the story. It seemed a good idea at the time, but more seriously, we reflected on some of the key developments and learning from 2022, particularly within maternity care. It's been great to get feedback that lots of people really enjoyed that episode. So I hope you all keep listening as we move now to the new year. So now it's time to look forward. 2023. For the first time ever, I'm starting the new year with a plan. Or at least I thought I was. But in the words of John Lennon, life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. So perhaps planning is overrated. We'll see. Whose Shoes has had a pretty crazy organic development up until now, so I'm sure it will continue to find its own course, <laughs> or pathway, as they love to say in healthcare. I keep discovering more and more amazing people, people to work with, people to include on the podcast, so that's really exciting. I can't believe that the Who Shoes board games are now being used in over 80 NHS trusts. And I'm up to episode, I think it's 44, in the podcast series. The two ventures seem to fit really well side by side, fueling real conversations and challenging people to embrace the often simple things that can make a real difference to people's lives. And more often than not, don't cost a lot of money. That's the aim, to try and find and share as many of these gems as possible. I've just had a great Happy New Year catch-up with my long-term partner in crime, Anna Gaia, from New Possibilities. Anna does most of the wonderful visual recording of our workshops, and I realised that Anna was my first guest of the new year last year, 2022, and we were reflecting on some of the stuff that we've done together since then, and most importantly talking about some of the key Who's Shoes opportunities coming up in 2023. It was really good to bring Anna up to speed with some of the things I've got going on at the moment. So what is on the horizon? Well, all our work is around co-production and I'm thrilled to start the new year with the publication of an article that I've written for Patient Experience News, which will be published this week. I will include a link in the podcast notes as soon as it's released and I think you'll enjoy it. So how did that come about? Now, do you remember I spoke to Miles Sibley, the editor of Patient Experience News, on the podcast last year, episode 25. 
It has led to a really great friendship and collaboration as I am such a fan of patient experience news and want everyone to know about it. And Miles seems to be a fabulous champion of my work as well. So Miles asked me to write an article with him, sharing some of my top tips for co-production. Now, as you can imagine, certainly those of you who've worked with me or who know me quite well through the podcast, my view of things is not complicated. So in my article, I share thoughts such as, if you want to engage people, you have to be engaging. Cake helps. Keep it simple. Listen to people and trust them. Nothing very radical there, you might think. But yet, the sad thing is it does seem to be pretty radical. There is so much overthinking and writing frameworks and models and holding endless meetings, deciding whether to call all this stuff co-production or co-design or co-creation or co-something else or whatever, and then launching them with great fanfare as if they're truly groundbreaking, rather than putting the same amount of time into actually making things happen. It can all get a bit depressing, to be honest. And I guess a bit depressing that there still seems to be room for an article like mine after all these years. Basically, if you just focus on humanity and people, it doesn't go too far wrong. I guess if you're looking for an actual term to use, all working together is probably the simplest. And my benchmark is usually when you're able to go out of the system and ask people, your neighbour, whoever, talk about what you're doing and they know what you're talking about, then that's probably how it needs to be. But perhaps that's radical. So thank you, Miles, for the opportunity, especially at the beginning of a new year. That's really special. Patient Experience News is just so readable and informative. I just hope that the newsletter reaches more and more people during this year and that my contribution adds something. In the same kind of vein of JFDI, polite version, just do it, I'll no doubt be doing some more fab stuff with Dr. Terry Porritt and the Fab NHS stuff gang. I I really can't resist getting involved in their work as it focuses 100%, like what it says on the tin really, on sharing NHS fab stuff. And I love it because it means that people don't have to start with a blank piece of paper but can readily make contacts across the country and learn from excellence, which I guess is what really fires me up. And the Fab NHS team make it really easy for busy people to share good practice without fuss or complication or massive forms to fill in or, God forbid, pages of terms and conditions that claim an eternal right to your soul. You know what I mean. For example, the idea emerged live on the podcast when I was speaking to Terry Porritt in episode 12 to set up a fab collection for our Who's Shoes work. And then they just did it. So refreshing. This is how it happened. Here's the clip. What we do at all of our workshops is encourage individuals to make pledges And we should be saying as a regular thing, you know, whatever you do as a result of this, even if it's only a little little thing and the way you describe the work with the porters and so on, you know, Terry can help you if necessary. Just capture that snippet. It doesn't need to be a massive project, does it? No, absolutely. Or you can be halfway through 
a change and you've got stuck and you don't know what to do next tell us we'll tweet we'll put you in touch with people that have been there so don't so it's not even it's even if you haven't finished and you've got stuck ask because there'll be somebody else who got stuck and has found a solution so let's put you together we we need to do a little mini project there, I think, just to point some of these amazing people, yeah. like say Sarah Jane Peddler in um, Cornwall. They've done Hoosh's workshops each year around big topics. All of them have collected pledges. All of them have collected outcomes. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that should be fed through, and they do just amazing work. Absolutely, Jill, and I can make you a campaign page. All of this can go in one central place. So all we'd need to do. So when you want to, when we want to refer people to this, one page, one campaign page, and they will find everything with this hashtag on that one page. We'll even, we can even sort it. It's so simple to do. And they did. So that's what we mean by JFDI people and the partners we love to work with. The key opportunities to make a real difference are shaping up into three areas, really. And that's in addition to the ongoing maternity workshops in particular, which remain really popular. And we've got lots of new inquiries coming in at the moment. So that's exciting. So what are the three areas? I really don't suppose many of you remember Miss Anne Elk gearing up on Monty Python to tell us her brontosaurus theory. I feel a bit like that. Apologies, as in big apologies, to younger listeners who might not have a clue what I'm on about here because you're lucky enough to be younger. My three areas of focus for 2023 are First, you may have already heard about our digital project around family integrated care in neonatal units funded by the Q Community and the Health Foundation. It feels innovative and exciting, developing Who Shoes mini experiences around the revolutionary idea that parents can have a central part in caring for their babies. Indeed, they need to do so. It has been exciting to see family integrated care move from being a rather wacky idea coming from Canada to actual national policy. How good is that? Key messages include radical, well, actually not radical, ideas such as parents, not visitors. This topic came up strongly in episode 18, where I spoke to Rachel Cullum and Nadia Leek, who both have experience of babies in neonatal units. In fact, that episode is a great way of understanding more about this project and why it's so important. And it builds on our Nobody's Patient project through our maternity work so it's really great to see these different strands expanding and coming together. No doubt we will include our famous infamous theoretical mummy poem, one of the early poems we used in our Who Shoes Nobody's Patient work looking at how women and families can fall through gaps between services. The poem is read here by Helen Calvert, the mum who inspired it. More about Helen later. Theoretical mummy. Six days old, so fragile, so new. He'd been in intensive care, now moved to HDU. 
I wasn't too sure what I was meant to do. Still wired up, a drain in his tummy. I felt like a kind of theoretical mummy. Okay, come on, mum, you change his nappy. The voice was abrupt, verging on snappy. You're going to have to learn how to do this, you know. At best, robustly encouraging. She was clearly the boss. Years of experience under her belt. Or she didn't give a toss. Not a clue how I felt. I felt she wanted to kick my backside. I felt sick. I just wanted to hide. I turned around and walked off the ward. Did nobody see I was anxious or frightened? I started to feel guilty for behaving so badly. And no one suggested I shouldn't feel that way. We think that enabling clinicians to hear and explore powerful audios with the actual people telling the stories will be really powerful and good neonatal care is very close to my heart. The final resources will be available free of charge to all neonatal units and hopefully really help clinicians understand what makes a difference in early parenthood in these circumstances and how we can all work together to join things up including when the parents go home and carry on with their lives as a new or indeed expanded family. The second project is with Midlands Partnership Foundation Trust. We're using the Who Shoes board game across the trust, including developing bespoke scenarios and poems around all aspects of integrating services for children and young people, including community-based services such as education and so on. It's brilliant that the Trust are embracing co-production and prepared to get everyone round the table to tackle truly wicked problems in the sense that many problems in the healthcare system are difficult or impossible to solve because they have many interdependent factors and so many partners involved who often have their own competing priorities and different sources of funding with, in this case, the actual children and families all too often caught in the centre. Another good example, sadly, of nobody's patient. The lovely chatty episode I recorded with Rachel Crook, episode 34, gives extraordinary insight here. When these issues can be brought into the open in the context of listening and valuing all parties, whether healthcare professionals or people who use the services, or indeed people who are in both camps, because we're all people and these things happen to everybody, Extraordinary things can happen. The groundwork is being laid brilliantly here. Lise Edwards and her team are enticing busy people to want to take part. I think a bit of intrigue is a really good thing and she's developed the Who's News newsletter, which is an idea we've taken from the fabulous Kate Woollett at Kingston Hospital a few years ago where we did something a little bit similar in terms of working on a trust-wide kind of basis. And again, that cross-fertilisation of ideas without having to do everything from that blank page. In this project, and indeed the Family Integrated Care Project, we're hoping to make imaginative use of liberating structures. I've learnt a lot about liberating structures through Lease, put together with the power of bespoke crowdsourced scenarios and poems, written specially for the Who's Shoes board game for this particular audience. 
to enable open and honest conversations. Exploring the real issues such as so-called hot potato children. Nobody wants children and families to feel like that. You might think of these as children with complex needs that may span multiple departments or organisations and whose needs do not quite fit with a specific service and compounded by the fact that some of these are controlled or commissioned separately. I'm delighted that we've got Yvonne Newbold on board as a highly respected voice for parents and carers. We're still working out the details because this is what co-production is, but looking at an imaginative mix of focus groups and other ways to bring in the children and young people themselves. Reaching out to partner organisations, acute services, local authorities, schools, community groups and basically anyone else who's interested or who should be interested. That's sometimes the key thing. So wish us luck. And if you're in the Stoke or Staffordshire area, this means you. Please. It's all really complex. And I say organisations, I think, are brave to have these genuine conversations rather than some of the things that people tick a box with and claim that they've done co-production. Hmm, really? The third area of focus is continuing to build on our work around health inequalities, specifically in maternity care but also more generally. We've already done some exciting work in partnership with selected NHS trusts, including West Hertfordshire, with whom we did a Black History Month event. We're particularly interested in inequalities in maternity care affecting women from black and ethnic minority communities, building on our work with inspirational Darcy fellow Rosie Murphy, including the community workshop that we held in Croydon, you may have seen the film of that, and I'll include a link in the podcast notes. There's a lot of interest in our work in this area, so we'll see where it goes in 2023. And of course, I'm looking forward to working with the cohorts of Darcy Fellows who follow after Rosie. I don't know how Professor Becky Malby and the team at London South Bank University managed to recruit such a consistently brilliant calibre of healthcare professionals keen to solve wicked problems and build personalised services with people and not just for them, but somehow they do. And now I find that, not surprisingly, my list of three key topics has gone a bit awry and now needs to add, in rather Monty Python-esque fashion again, I guess, a fourth one. I've remembered that it looks as though Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Trust are, as always, keen to do some innovative Who's Shoes work. We're working out at the moment a realistic way of putting together some scenarios to support and improve the experiences of student nurses. Recruiting and retaining the best people and treating them well is such an important area for the NHS at the moment. These hard-working young people who are getting themselves into debt to join a profession that's under so much pressure and whom we desperately need. Anything we can do to help them will be extraordinarily rewarding. Lewisham and Greenwich have done some similar work with student midwives in the past using the Who's Shoes approach, so I'm sure they can pull it off. Again, fingers crossed. And as for the podcast, 
it's brilliant to see how it can support this work. It's all very organic. And as I combine inviting people whom I originally had in mind when I started the series, I'm making slow progress, bear with me, and people I meet along the way or get introduced to through the other people on the podcast, it's incredible, really. I certainly never expected that I would have had seven different Rachels by this stage. There's something pretty special about Rachels, it seems. And people who are perhaps able to shed light on these specific projects and wicked problems so can actually make them more effective. I want the podcast to stay spontaneous and fun. My original idea was to leap around wildly between different topics and perspectives and keep an element of surprise. I guess, again, going back to my Monty Python roots, as you probably gathered, it was a big part of my youth. I'm going to start the new year with two or three podcasts around health inequalities. I have a couple of wonderful podcast guests already lined up and others in my sights. The first one, coming very soon, probably the next podcast, is Noreen Bukhari. Now, Noreen has worked for many years for an innovative third sector organisation in Coventry, FWT, supporting women from black and ethnic minority communities with employment and finding meaningful ways to contribute. Learning English if it's not their first language, possibly housing problems, social problems, and then, of course, maternity care. It is also fabulously integrated and sensible, the sort of setup that others feel they can wave a quick fix wand and tick a box, whereas this has literally taken a couple of decades of building trust and relationships and a strong network of statutory and non-statutory organisations working together. Fascinating. Noreen has also been a long-standing chair of the local MSLC, as it used to be called, Maternity Voices Partnership as it is now. So she offers interesting insights into maternity care to support women and families from different cultures. Another early podcast guest will hopefully be Rosie Murphy, the young midwife I mentioned. Rosie pulled together the impactful Who Shoes workshop in Croydon. The ripples are still very much flowing from that one. I loved working with Rosie and we're keen to do a lot more together. So it will be great to hear her ideas and insights. I understand that Rosie's fever at the end of her prestigious Darcy Fellowship was pretty extraordinary, so she's definitely one to listen out for. I love chatting. As you've probably gathered, I love chatting to people with all sorts of different experiences and insights. And as I say, I've got a few people in mind, so look out. So here's to 2023. I'm paraphrasing my friend Helen Calvert, whom you heard from earlier with the theoretical mummy poem. Helen says, let's squeeze every last drop of enjoyment from our work and our lives. Helen was one of the original Matt Exp maternity experience movers and shakers, and it's been fascinating and inspiring to watch her build and embody this philosophy over the years, alongside her JFDI wild horses just making things happen. I think it's something we can all learn from, 
Life is too short not to have as much joy as possible in our work and in our lives, even when things are tough. And indeed, especially, I'd say, when things are tough. I feel so privileged to be working alongside and building friendships with such fascinating and amazing people. Let's keep building those connections in 2023. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe now to hear more of these fascinating conversations on your favourite podcast platform. And please leave a review. I tweet as Who's Shoes. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And let's hope that together we can make a difference. <laughs>